Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god. Welcome oh. everybody. It's the Sun Belt Conference oh. preview. It's the college football tailgate. We are in scramble mode because we are without one Uncle Rico. So you are getting the most informed version of the show. As always, it is me, XFL Jim, joined by the one, the only Chase Lupine Fiasco Sesums. What's up, bud? It's uh First of all, I, I worry for Uncle Rico, uh, as someone who's been under the gun of a tornado. I know that can be a very scary uh, situation. Um, I was praying like a grown-ass Medea. Um, we miss Uncle Rico. We miss his guidance and his betting sharpness that we kind of pull in by osmosis. Um, I lift my chain to the heavens, asking the Lord to spare Uncle Rico. Spare Uncle Rico in his wonderful townhome. Dude, what a what a crime it would be if Uncle Rico was taken from us by a goddamn tornado in the Chicago land area. I'd fight God. Like I would, I would fight God. Yeah. Listen, it's gonna be ugly. There's no way to there's not, this let's is just go. Be a vibe heavy thing. We're previewing the Sunbelt Conference. One one of mine and Chase's favorite conferences to watch. It's been nothing but entertainment. Last year it was very entertaining watching it throughout. I believe JMU still still can't play in the conference championship for another year still uh yeah it's something like it's something dumb it's two like years that. i think i gotta say the dukes is a pretty good a pretty good name you it's know especially good. when you have a school called duke it's like you like they're your dogs i love it absolutely ah, love it, it. To me. so chase you ready to just start this one off let's blast it Okay, we have App State to start it off, baby. The win total for App State this year is set at six and a half. The over-under both ways is minus 115. They are plus 700 to win the Mountain West. Uh, they got a new quarterback back there, I believe. You got to insist on way longer odds than that for them to win the Mountain West, Jim. Yeah, I would want I would want way longer odds. I, the, the cool thing about App State last year is they played, like every game felt like it came down to the wire. Let me just pull up their 2022 schedule real quick and see how many games just came down to the neck of it. The first one that always comes to mind is that North Carolina one where they lost 63 to 61. But then the week after they beat AM 17-14. Like every single game was just neck and neck, except for the Citadel, yeah. but fuck the Citadel. At AM, which is which is insane because that place is huge. At AM. That's crazy. That's what they do. That's what they, wasn't game I don't know. There I, I think one? that this has become they might no, been. the game day was there they for their next been. game. Game day was there for their next That's game. Right. I remember that. They, they were there for, I think they were there for the JMU game. Yeah. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, because they've been there for JMU games before. That makes sense. So my opinion of App State is that, one, I think they might be playing in the weaker of the two divisions in the Sun Belt. Um, you know, it, it seems like the South is a little bit of a murderer's row because you've got, you know, USA, you've got... Uh, Louisiana, you've got the fight in Troy, um, you've got Arkansas perennial powerhouse, Arkansas State. And I mean, outside of me, you know, Marshall, uh, what could be a down coastal Carolina team? Uh, I don't know. I think this could be a good year for App State to get second place, but it count as a as a conference win. I already have the team that I'm locking in my future in that side of the division chase. It's not fucking App State. Let's get into this schedule. Starting off the season with a nice dub. Gardner-Webb. Yep. Easy. Yep. At North Carolina this time. 
I say the revenge spot here. See, ah, God. If it was at home last year, I would think so. If it was at home. I, I mean, I, so you're either high on South Carolina and think that Drake, like that May is going to be an all world quarterback or you're not. And then they're going to have the similarity that they had two years ago. Right. I, think I don't know. I have yet Carolina. to see a North Carolina. I've never, I have yet to see a North Carolina quarterback like live up to the hype that they produce. It's not like uh, app state isn't in North Carolina. It's not like this isn't a program that hasn't gone to the big house. That hasn't gone down to Texas A and M and gotten wins before. I, I would feel like I feel like North Carolina is kind of cake after what they they've done in their history. Um, give me give me the App State dub there. I'm being bold. I'm gonna go North Carolina with the dub. I'm gonna say this is an L for App State. East Carolina at home after that. Oh, and he's back already before we even get through the first team. Hey, you know what? I may have to hop back out. The sirens have stopped for now, so hopefully. Prayers, oh. Chase. The chain worked. Hopefully. Yeah. Hopefully I'll my train to the sky for you. Hope, ho- hopefully I'm good here. I do have the local Fox News with this blonde hottie playing in the background. So if she says to seek it's- shelter, the tornado sirens are back up in the air. I'm uh, I'm going to have to jump off again, boys. I'm sorry. Well, we, we barely started the schedule of the first team, Eric. We started with App State. I'll reiterate the over or under for the win total is six and a half minus 115 both ways plus 700 to win the conference. Um, you know, they're returning 57, seven offensive starters and four defensive starters. Quarterback last year was Chase. Chase Bryce is gone and either redshirt freshman Ryan Berger or Juco transfer Joey Aguilar will start. Neither have much game experience, but they're more of a dual threat running quarterback, which is different than what Bryce was last year and what the offense is more accustomed to. In terms of the running back, it was a weirder year last year as Abstate's streak of a thousand yard rushers was snapped at 10. Their leading rusher, Nate Noel, only had 604 yards on the season. He is back. This team has been built on the running game. It took a huge step backwards last year, and they lost their, their second and third leading rusher. I expect them to bounce back with Noel coming back to lead the rushing attack. Ride receivers will be a good ride receiver group as they're returning their top four. And they're adding my boy Scooby Ford from Mississippi State and Mikhail Jackson from St. Francis, who led them in receiving yards. Sneaky good group. Offensive line, this group is losing their all-conference left and right tackle, but I think that it will be better than last season's group as they have four starters who started six or more games, plus they're adding three transfers from the power five conferences. I think this will help Noel get back up to the thousand yard plateau defensive line. They are losing two starters, but adding Michael Fletcher from Michigan state and Sean Collins from Rutgers. They are actually better than the departing players. So I think this group will be just as good as last season's linebackers. I'm concerned about this unit as they're losing six of their top seven and Brendan Hampton, who led them in sacks, and was an all-conference player as one of them. Andrew Parker, who did lead them in, in tackles, will have to carry the load. DBs, all-conference, Stephen Jones is gone, but Nick Ross, who led the DBs in tackles, is back along with Ethan Johnson, who has been the talk of spring football. Special teams, they're losing their punter, which is a big blow, but they're returning everyone else. Overall, let's face it, this team underperformed last season as they played – 
UNC tight at the beginning of the season and beat Texas A&M on the road, which even with all the issues that A&M had is a huge win for an, a program like App State. But they failed to make a bowl game for the first time in six years. They are only returning 11 starters, but will be better in the trenches than last season, but have major questions at the quarterback position. With all that being said, I want nothing to do with them. That's fair. Also, I forgot so, to mention earlier, um, four losses last year by one score or less. Here's a question. Was the high of beating Texas A&M at Texas A&M too high? Did, did they just, did it just, they party their faces off afterwards and like, you know, nothing. All I remember about App State, and this is maybe TMI, I was deathly sick. I couldn't keep anything down. They were playing Troy. And son of a bitch, there was that Hail Mary for Troy to freaking lose and App State to win, and I was so pissed off. Oh, dude, I remember that because we <laughs> recorded that weekend, and you were just dead. I was dead to God. the wind. Couldn't keep anything down. I think I lost 20 pounds in the weekend. And then the only thing I remember from the weekend was that goddamn Hail Mary. I remember them just playing in a bunch of instant classic games all year. Every game seemed to go down to the wire for him, and it was incredible to watch. I mean, based on what Uncle Rico says, I mean, you, you're solid at the lines. You're loaded at the skill positions. It sounds like the major concern on defense is the linebackers, and how often does bad linebacking really stick out? Like, it's always the line or the, or the defensive backs. I, I feel like there's a good reason to be bullish. It's all about or, the quarterback to me. Yeah, the I quarterback. Think- I think we'll know after week two. I think we'll know after week two. Like if they, it, so let's just go through the schedule again. Gardner Webb, everyone's saying win. At North Carolina, Chase said win. I said loss. Eric, what do you say for the tiebreaker? Oh, loss. So Eric's also getting yeah. high on. So I feel like if they can kind of even keep up with UNC, then this is good, like a good sign. At least yeah. for the quarterback. I'm kind of. I I'm mean, like, maybe maybe it's better for them in the long run if they lose this game. Like after you know, I'm saying I might be with you, Chase. I might be, okay. I might be with you. So ECU yeah, at home but, after this. Do this? Does ECU still have the left-handed quarterback? I hate that shit. I'm gonna go with ECU. That's a good question. I thought was he gone? I thought he was gone. I thought last year was his last year. I'm pretty sure as someone who's left-handed, we we don't deserve to play the position. What position should left-handers play? Any other position, basically? Uh, well, just, no, people, they should be they should be kick holders. That's that's all we oh, should do. Just hold kicks. Second class hands. Left-handed quarterbacks. All everyone on the offensive line, all their position gets to get reversed, and the ball comes out of their thing. Funky. I hate left-handed quarterbacks. Yeah. And like I, some pitchers. I'm a fan. Boo. I'm a fan. He is gone. So I got a. He's gone. He okay. Gone. I'm on ECU. Okay. I'm going on ECU also. So this is an L. Yeah. Yeah. At Wyoming and at ULM back to back. I got loss at Wyoming, win at ULM. Yeah, one and one. Yep. Off the bye week, they get Coastal at home. I'm going to say that's a loss because Coastal is coming off the bye as well. <sighs> I'm going to go with the dub. I'm going to go with the dub too. I, I'm going to spoiler. I'm not going to be high on Coastal. Uh, at ODU after that. That's a win. Yeah. Southern yep. Miss at home. Homecoming. That's a, I'm calling it a win. Homecoming. I'm calling that a win. That's I'm a calling it a win, too. 
Marshall. Loss. 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 At Georgia State and at JMU back to back. They win one. I think they go one and one split here. Them. Yeah, split them. Georgia Southern at home to end the season. I'm calling that a loss. I'm giving it yeah. to the win. It's it's cold. It's cold in Boone, North Carolina at that point. If they've that. got any sort of good season, you're crazy and up in the tree stands. Ooh, uh, I got about six wins on the dot. I got them at five, but I could see one or two going the other way. This team is just all over the place to me. I want nothing to do with them. Where are we sitting, Chase? I, I lost count. I want to say I was at like seven. Um, I think you, I think you were at seven because I think you and me lined up pretty evenly, except you gave them to the North Carolina wins. I think you were at seven. Yeah, but the over is minus one fifteen for six and a half. Nope, staying away. Staying away. Yep. Staying away. Up next, it is Coastal Carolina. Win total is set at seven and a half. Uh, minus one thirty-five on the over, plus one hundred five on the under, plus four twenty-five to win the conference. Uh, returning forty-eight, eight offenses and six defensive starters. Grayson McCall is back, and to me, it's really weird he didn't transfer out because he has to learn a new system here. You have a new coach coming in. And the team isn't going to be anywhere near as good as this run he's had. Eric, Eric so maybe- please, please. You're, you're burying the lead first off. It's not just a head coach. It is Tim Beck, one of the worst okay. humans alive. Um, so maybe the rumors about how poor his academics are, are true. Because to me, this makes zero sense why he's still here. Why didn't transfer out? Uh, running back room, everyone was returning. Plus, they're adding job. Javon Simpkins, solid group, wide receiver. This is a great room. They're returning their top three from last season. Uh, they were dealt a blow in the spring spring game as Notre Dame transfer Kane Barong was injured and will miss the season. That puts a ton of pressure on, on Kendall Carr, who transferred in from UNC to be the number one. O-line, they are losing two all-conference players. Career starts, drops to 39 and they're learning a new system. I mean, hey, what could possibly go wrong with all that stuff, dude? Defensive line, you losing everyone, but Kennedy Roberts. They're adding transfers from Tulane, Woodford, and a couple JUCOs, but they aren't making up for the pieces that have left. Lots of holes to fill, and there is not a lot of depth. Hey, guys, the sun is breaking, dude. I think I'm in the clear now. I think Beautiful. I yeah. Um. This is where you go stand in your front lawn in your moo-moo. It's like, it sounded like a train. <laughs> this unit is legit. They're returning their top three. The only concern is that Trayvon Jackson got hurt in the spring game and could be out for the year. Uh, he was slated to be their nickelback. DBs, even though they're losing second team all-conference, Lance Boykin and Jordan Strong, I think with the depth, they'll be able to be just as good as last year's group. Special teams, were a concern entering last season, but they had the best unit in the conference and everyone was back. I think they're going to be a little bit better than last year's. Overall, new coach, who, this is what my notes said, Jim can go in great deal about why he shouldn't have a job and why he's one of the worst coaches in America. Yep. Switching to a new system, they, they won five close games last season, were negative 20 yards per game in conference play. But with McCall... And the schedule, I mean, it's doable. It's it's doable, but it just depends how great McCall is, if that makes sense. 
it really does kind of all fall on McCall's shoulders. I, I mean, it's not just me. I feel like also Ohio State fans and Texas fans will decry the offenses that Tim Beck has trotted out there as vanilla, bland, and I. if I see another – like it, he's given me PTSD for the bubble screen. That's what this man has done. Gotcha. Gotcha. I hate him so much. I hate Tim Beck so much. Yeah. I I don't know. I, I don't know what to think about Coastal. I, I do think that you lose some of the Chadwell magic and it makes them not near as appealing as they were previously. Um, yes. I don't know. I kind of want them to take it down here. Agreed. As much as I want to root for McCall, I want him to, I want him to like, look great in a bunch of close losses. It just no, doesn't make go. sense to me. I mean, like, so let's look at it in two in two lights. Number one, he wants to have one more year. He understands that, hey, you know what? I may not make it in the NFL. Maybe I'm going to be a couple years in the XFL, a couple years in the US. Damn right he could. A backup in the CFL. Maybe I want one year of just being the man on campus, and that's why I stayed here. It could flip be. Side, flip side. You have all these good college coaches with a track record of developing quarterbacks. Why not go to one of them and like have let them do something with you? I don't know. The whole thing just it just doesn't make sense to me. I would Here's what I think the coastal care, like loving the school thing. Go ahead, Jason. I I think people aren't thinking about how much just wear is on the tires that are Grayson McCall. We saw that man get hit so hard that he vomited. Like, that they had to come and put the sawdust on it. Like, that dude is always injured. Like, I mean, if we're going to hang our hat on Grayson McCall, can we hang our hat on him playing the entire season? I don't know if we can. I don't know if we can. So, they start out – let's break into this season. They start at UCLA. I'm going to say that's a big, fat, juicy L. I'm going to give him an L there. Yeah. I'm going to L it up also. Then they get Jacksonville State at home. I'm going to say that's a win. I'm gonna give, him I'm gonna give it to Jable State, dude. Ooh. I like Jable State next. Duquesne. Duquesne. I'm gonna call that a win. Yeah, I think they show them D's nuts and uh, they win. Georgia State at home. I'll give them the dub. I got, I got them getting the dub there at Georgia Southern. I haven't taken an L. Yeah. At yeah. the bye week. At App State after the bye, I got them taking the L. Also, App State L. is also coming off a bye there. Yep. And then back to back, it's at Arkansas State. Oh, I but, mean, they're running into the, just I the mean, buzzsaw of the Sun Belt. <laughs> but I mean, like, that's an 11 day rest. That's basically a mini bye. Yeah, it is. I'm going to give them the win. Yeah. Uh, uh, you're you're putting your faith in. Uh, who, who, and the mighty uh, formerly former Indians. No, I think they probably be Arkansas State. Marshall at home after that. I'm gonna call that a loss. I I'm gonna call it an L also. At ODU, uh, it's a win. Win. That's a win. Uh, Texas State at Army and JMU to finish off the season. I'm gonna say zero and three. I'm gonna go one and two. Yeah, I think they beat Texas State. Yeah, I think they beat Texas State. So I got him at who? All right. Six. Oh. I got him at six. I got him at way less than that. You I, I could see under seven and a half for plus one oh five. Yeah, you could yeah, I'm taking that. that one. I'm taking that one too. 
get me in on this under for Coastal Carolina. I got too much respect for McCall to do anything. I mean, when you just kind of say it, you look at the last three years, they're the third winningest program behind Georgia and Ohio State. And they're way more fun. They're way more fun. Like when you have someone that's just so used to winning and it's just a habit, it just, you know what I mean? Those close games, those two point games. Yeah. Then they bring in a loser as a coach though. Born loser. Maybe you should make make a shirt born loser and just a, Picture of Tim picture Beck. Of Tim Beck. I've, it's the one thing that can unite Nebraska, Ohio State, and Texas. He fucking sucks. Up next, Georgia. Oh, did I say Georgia Southern? It is Georgia Southern. I put this in the wrong order. Yeah. Georgia Southern, oh. win total set at six, minus 120 on the over, minus 110 on the under, plus 1,400 to win the conference. Before you get into it, Uncle Rico, I know that there is a difference between Georgia State and Georgia Southern. Uh, I still, after it being explained to me and after you explain all this stuff about both these institutions, I still will never be able to keep straight which school is which. End of rant. Sorry, Uncle Rico. Um, Last uh, returning 37, nine offenses and four defensive starters. Last year starter Kyle Ventries is gone. So it's up to either Tulsa transfer Davis Bin or Boo Allen, who may remember him. He was at Kentucky for a cup of coffee. Yeah, but I Bo think Allen, it's baby. Davis Brin, who after three games last year led college football in passing after three games, which I remember being surprised by because you don't expect that out of a guy in Tulsa. Uh, running back room, solid group as third team all conference. Jalen White is returning along with OJ Arnold, who played as a freshman. They're adding Terrence Gibbs, who's a good between the tackle runner, solid group. Wide receivers, eight of their top 11 are back, plus they're adding three power five transfers. Will be another year, another good year for the wide receiver group. And they have the chain mover in Khalil Hood who is second-team all-conference last year. So they have someone who can go up and get the ball. Second-year offensive line, second-year in a new system. Plus, they were turning 115 career starts. So I expect this unit to be a little bit better than what we saw last season. Defensive line, this unit is only returning one starter from last season and are lo- and is losing Justin Ellis, who is third-team all-conference, which will be a big blow. Helton says they have depth and will be just as good as last year's unit, but I don't see it. Linebackers, they are healthy when they were good last year, but that wasn't too much. I like that they added Lee from Texas A&M and Gilmore from Wingate. With that, they with with that and what they have returning, I think this unit's going to be a slightly better than last year's. DBs, this unit will take a step backwards from last year's group. They they are four of their top six are gone, along with Derek Cleeton, who is fourth team all conference they're adding three power five transfers but they didn't play much so we don't really know so even though they were at one of those like sec schools we really don't know what they're bringing to the table special teams are losing their punter and kicker i think this unit will struggle overall master class season last year from helton to get them to the ball after changing systems 
This will be the second year in a new system, so there will be improvement. Plus, they have a good schedule, but they have question marks at the quarterback position and the secondary. So I want nothing to do with this team. I'm taking a shot on Georgia Southern this year. This is my team. This is the team I'm taking a shot on. Just forewarning everybody. It feels like the fact that I can't keep these two teams straight, uh, I should probably just tap out of giving any sort of opinion on on either of them um, because that feels like foolish gambling advice listening to me in this situation. Fair point. Let's get to this schedule. Uh, they start with the Citadel. Dub. Call me crazy. Call me crazy. I think they're going to be able to sneak that one out. UAB at home. Calling it a win. I'm calling I, I think it's a win, even though UAB is coming off a bye on week two. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah, UAB that sucks for UAB. I'm sorry for them. At Wisconsin oh. after that. You know, I heard those Badgers are pretty good, man. They're pretty decent. Uh, at Ball State, back-to-back after Wisconsin. I think they might get be so beat up against Wisconsin. I'm going to give them the L there too. Yeah. Yeah, I'm going to probably give them the L here. Coastal Carolina at home afterwards is a win. Yeah. Then it's a bye week at JMU. I'm going to call that a loss. Hmm. That's tough. Yeah. It's tough, but I, yeah. I think that's a loss. Yeah. ULM at home afterwards, though. Dub. Give them that uh, dub. <laughs> Georgia State at home. I'm gonna take Georgia Southern. <coughs> the Eagles. Dub. Yeah, I really want to take Georgia. Some State. team will win. One of the Georgia State S's. I really will want win. to take Georgia State right there. Well, Eric, they burned us last year. They're dead to me. Um, give me Georgia Southern. Oh, Jim. Jimmy. I hold a grudge. Okay, I hold a grudge. You remember how dirty they did us? I know they did us dirty, but you know what? That was last year, man. At Texas State. Dub. I'll give him the dub. At Marshall after that, though? That's a big L. I'm going to call that an L. ODU at home and at App State. Uh, They beat ODU, lose to App State. I got to win them both. Who's the coach of this team? Who is it? It is Clay Helton. Clay Helton. I don't know. I don't, I, you know what I'm going to do for these two teams? I'm going to play whatever odds are better, the over or the under. There's my solid piece of game. The over is minus 120. The under is minus 110. I would be on the over if it was better odds, um, but I'm not sounds touching like, it. Sounds like Undertown for me. Understaker is back. Oh, not touching it. Up next, Georgia State. The other one, Chase. The other one. Win total okay. set at five and a half, plus 135 on the over, minus 165 on the under. They are plus. 2,000 to win the Sun Belt. And Clay Hilton coaches them too. Yeah, he somehow coaches. It's okay. um, it's Rob Hilton. It's his brother. All right. <laughs> I've got it. I've locked it down now, guys. Georgia State returning 35, seven offensive and five defensive starters. Granger is back. Third season here. Should have a great year. Running back. Anytime a group is losing two of its all-time leading rushers, it will take a hit. But they have Marcus Carroll, Back, who rushed for over 100 yards twice twice in the game last season. Redshirt freshman Adams is a talk of springs ball, is a spring ball, but this group is going to take a huge step backwards with the talent leaving the room. 
wide receiver room. They're losing Jameer Thrash, who is a clear-cut number one wide receiver. He had three times as many yards as their second wide receiver. Let me repeat that. He had three times as many yards as the second wide receiver. So who the hell is going to be catching the goddamn ball? Offensive line, they're losing three key pieces. Um, First team, all-conference right guard. Second team, all-conference center. And they're starting left tackle. They're adding Ferris from CMU, Robinson from Norfolk State. But the talent and the leadership that left the room, this unit's going to struggle. Defensive line, they're switching schemes to a four-man front and adding transfers from Clemson and Louisville. Even though they're losing two starters and two key backups, I think this unit will be better because of the transfers walking in. Linebackers, they're switching from a four to a four-two-five defense, puts pressure on the linebackers. Group is talented and athletic, should be able to handle the switch and schemes. DBs, they are losing two all-conference players, but adding transfers from Louisville and Bucknell and Lehigh. It's hard to replace one, let alone two all-conference players in a secondary. Even if the transfers gel, I think this unit's going to be taking a step backwards. Overall, they have a tough schedule, have questions around key positions, but you have one of the better quarterbacks in the conference. They had five close losses last season. That means they're due for some regression, due for some positive luck. I really want to take the over five and a half at plus 130, but the more I look at their schedule, I do not see six wins on the schedule. I don't either, and I'm, I kind of think last year was their shot. Last year was their year. I mean, they had a shot against North Carolina, a shot against South Carolina. They lost to uh, Charlotte. It was just a train wreck. It was- that is disappointing to hear because uh, the over is plus 135, which was now my default play, so... <laughs> <laughs> Did take a pivot there? Start with the season. They was, get Rhode Island and UConn at home, which is nice. I mean, they could go 2-0 here. I think they probably do. I'm going to go 1-1. 1-1. I'm going to give them 2-0. Then it's at Charlotte at Coastal. I'm going to go 1-1 there. I'm going to go 1-1. I got them at 3. I'm going to go 2-0. Why not? I got them at 3. So, Chase, you have them at 3. You just have the different 2-0. Yeah. I yeah. like it. Troy before the bye week. I think I'm going to call that a loss. I think they put it all on the field and they beat Troy. There we go. Troy's interesting. I mean, I really want to fade Troy this year. I bet you do. I really want to fade Troy. I'll give him the win just to be so that's three. That was four for you, I think. Yeah, it's four. Shit. Off the bye week, they get Marshall at home for homecoming. Oh, it's a W. That's a loss. I'm going to call that a loss. I'm just trying to get to the total, and then it's going to be lost. At Louisiana's – I don't know what I just did there. I just had a stroke. At Louisiana, at Georgia Southern. I'm going to call You have the same thing Brian Kelly loss, had. Loss. Yeah, I'm a yeah. losses. Uh, James Madison at home, App State at home. I'm going to call those both losses, too. Uh, let me see. What's the total? Five and a half? Yep. I think you might already be there. All right, one more just to – I'll say they get the win at uh, – At Old Dominion? At sure. LSU? At yeah, LSU. so they finish off the season at LSU and at ODU. Uh, one and ODU one. One and one. Whichever – we don't know which one they win, but it's one and one. That works. Did you know that Georgia State did upset Tennessee? In two they did. And it was hilarious. They liked I think it was kind of fun to see Beth. 
I mean, there's special teams costing their game against South Carolina, but let's be serious. It's LSU. Um, I have them starting off doing great into the bye. Then after the bye, the wheels just kind of fall off. So I have them right now at five wins. I'm at four. I have them at over. Damn right. Over time. Damn right. Over time. Up next, James Madison. Win total is set at eight and a half, plus 115 on the over, minus 145 on the under. And is it just one year left that they can't play in the conference? No ruling yet. No ruling yet. How is this not set in stone? No ruling. They're appealing it. Uh, James Madison returning 58, six offensive and seven defensive starters. Quarterback, honestly, no clue who will be the starter. <laughs> Last year's starter, Todd Salento is gone, which is huge shoes to replace as he was all conference in the offensive player of the year. It will either be Jordan McLeod from USF, Brent Giffins from Wake Forest, or red shirt freshman Barnett. Running backs, they have four of their top five rushers from last season are returning, but the player they're losing was their third team all-conference, who is the eighth leading rusher in the history of the program. They're adding Lawton from Stony Brook, who potentially could have a big season. Wide receivers, they're taking a big blow with Chris Thornton, who is all-conference, is gone. They are losing two more wide receivers that were key rotational pieces, plus tight end Zach Horton. They have four of their top five gone, but they added a ton in the portal, namely Phoenix Sproles and the best freshman from the FCS in Elijah Serrett. This unit doesn't have experience, but I think Elijah could be something special and could be in for a huge year if they figure out the quarterback position. Offensive line, this unit returns everyone 120 career starts. If they can stay healthy, it will be huge for whoever the quarterback is but we saw last year they have zero depth so if there is injuries it's going to be a long season defensive line this unit was shaping up to be great with six of their top seven returning but in the spring isaac uqua which i just butchered hit the portal losing your best player who is first team all conference is a huge blow they did add add bush from marshall but that loss is going to be huge. Linebackers could have the best group in the conference as all three starters are returning, and they are one of the better units in the country against the run. I expect that to continue the season. DBs and the top 10 return will be just as good, if not better, than last season. Special teams are losing their punter and long snapper. So I, I think long snapper, I think anytime you have to break in along a new long snapper, it takes a couple games to get used to. Overall, they still aren't eligible to play for the Sun Belt Championship at the time of recording. They have the toughest schedule of the teams in the East, having to face Troy and South Alabama. Plus, they have a question mark at the quarterback position. When you say all that out loud, it points to the under, but I am passing. I would probably pass too. Also, just as like an uninformed thing, like this is even before I did any research, I always just think JMU, I think good defense. I wonder how accurate that is just as a historical fact. Are you just thinking of Patty C playing white, white defensive back at, at yep. JMU? Yep. A hundred percent. Just down in burritos on the sidelines while they're getting dubs. That's right. It's breaking the schedule boys. Buck down at home. W. Win. 
I'm going to call the win, dude. I think they can sneak it through. At Virginia. Interesting. That would be sweet. I'm going to say it's a sweet. I don't know. I think Virginia might have the tragic magic this year. I'm going to give them the loss. You think so? Definitely. Damn it. Okay, well. But dude, here's the thing, though. Okay, so it's you don't know who your quarterback is, and you're going on the road. For That's fair. Whoever, whoever it is, it could be their first start on the road. It's true. At, you know so I it's mean? at like, Virginia, at Troy, at Utah State, back to back to back. I think they go zero and three. I do too. Honestly, now looking at this, I think they also go zero and three. South Alabama at home after that. I think that's a loss. Too. I give it to USA. Yeah, yeah. I give it to USA. I think they win one they game before the bye week. Fucked up this this total. They really really is, fucked up. This well, total. it's it's yeah, a minus one forty five on the under. Fair. Uh, Georgia Southern off the bye. I think that's a win. But guess who else is coming off the bye, my it's friend? True, they are. I still think that's who, a win for JMU. Is that the one that Rob Shelton? Coaches. Yes, it's the one that Rob Schneider is the coach of. Rob Win Schneider. for JMU then. Uh, at Marshall, I'm gonna call that a loss. Yeah. Loss. ODU at home for homecoming. I think that's a win. ODU is bad, dude. Yeah, they're real bad. Yeah. Uh, at Georgia State, I think that's a win. I think that's a win. UConn yeah. at home. See, this is the tricky. This is like the tricky part. You're knee deep in conference play, and then you and get Huskies. Coming to town, yeah, because it's UConn like right before App State and at Coastal, which could be like. So I think they lose this game, dude. I think UConn between UConn, App State, and Coastal. I think they go one and two. I might unwittingly have UConn winning like nine or ten games this year, just from doing these these uh, predictions. Yeah, it's it's a loss to UConn. UConn gets the dub, and then App State and at Coastal. I think they get one of them. Yeah. So I mean, like obviously, like but with with the juice. It'd be better off. I think one book has it at eight. You can play the win total at eight for a better odds. That's uh, what I would. I got about five. So if you can even find like a seven and a half or you could adjust it to a six. Yeah. I even play that. I agree. So I know they can't make the conference champion. Are they bowl eligible at all? Or is that not, is that also what they're trying to like get for? I think they can go to a bowl. Did they, they go to, last year? I'm pretty sure they did. Let me take a look. I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not. I don't think they can even do postseason play, dude. They did not. They did not go to a bowl last year. Sucks, so but that's fucking stupid. Stupid, stupid, stupid. Uh, next we have Marshall, the Thundering Herd. Win total set at seven minus one fifteen both ways, plus eight fifty to win. The conference returning 32 seven offensive and four defensive starters redshirt freshman cam fancher is back he played in every game last season had 1558 yards passing was second on the team in rushing the success of the team depends on what steps he's going to take forward and for all the thundering herd fans that are listening i hate to break it to you cole pennington is not the answer you're going to go how far Cam does. Cole <laughs> not his old man. Running back, Rashid Ali is back after missing last season due to knee injury. He was replacing LeBron, who was the fastest placer, fastest player in history 
of the program to reach a thousand yards in seven games. Wide receiver, they have big shoes to fill as Corey Gramjing hit the transfer portal. He was eighth leading wide receiver in program history. They're returning everyone, but need either Kentucky transfer Harris or McNeese transfer Pierce to emerge as the wide receiver number one. Offensive line, sneaky good unit as they have four players returning, even though they are losing all con- their all-conference right tackle. They have Lloyd Willis transferring in from FSU, so this unit will be better, I feel, than last season's. Defensive line, this unit wasn't only the best in the conference, but it was one of the better ones in the country. But that was last year, and they are losing three stars and three backups. They're adding transfers from Virginia, Florida, and Ohio. So mixing those with all-conference Owen Porter, I think this unit has the potential – to not have a greatest fall as it potentially could. Linebackers unit is going to take a big step backwards, even though Eli McNeil returns, they're losing two starters, a key backup and green McKnight moves to safety. DBs, the DBs were insane last season as they had one of the best secondaries in the country, but that was last year. They lost three, they lost third-team all-conference Gilmore, three more rotation, rotational players, but honorable mention, EJ, honorable mention All-American EJ Jackson is back, and they're adding transfers from Wake Forest and Texas. This unit will be good, but nowhere near as good as last season. Special teams, unit will be better this year. Freshman, The freshman kicker will take that step forward. Plus, Pierce adds an element in the return game that they were missing last season. Overall, they're losing a ton on defense, have some question marks at the quarterback of the position, but – if he goes, I think this offense is going to be explosive. I, but if he struggles, is are they going to be able to score enough points to win? Because I'm really not this high on this defense just because of all the talent leaving the room. So you, I guys, uh, you guys remember last year when this team beat Notre Dame and then turned around and lost to Bowling Green? <laughs> That's how they do it, dude. I mean, the, look at App State. You you win your Super Bowl, and then you have a drop off afterwards. Of course, damn right. I was trying to find the drop off here, and I think the closest I could get would be like if they upset NC State. I'm going to be all over Georgia State. Also, do you remember the terrible lines that we got uh, on Marshall for pretty much the rest Ooh, the of the season? Rest of the year. Yeah. Yes. Yes, I do. Let's get into the schedule. They start. They get an early bye week, but they get Albany and. Uh, they get Albany at home and then play go to ECU before the. Bye. I'm gonna say one and one. I'm gonna We're say one, one and one as also. well. Off the bye, it's Virginia Tech. L. Yep. I'm gonna I'm say sure. L. As low as I am on Virginia Tech, I think they. I think this is still an L for Marshall. ODU at home after that. Win. 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 At NC State, and at Georgia State back to back. I'm gonna say zero and two. I'm going to say one-on-one. Georgia State, because my thought is, look, you go to NC State, you get beat up. Georgia State coming off a bye. I'm going to go one-on-one. Okay. Sure. JMU at home after that. I'm going to say win. At Coastal, at App State, back-to-back. Okay, this three-game stretch, they'll win one. So at Coastal, at App State, Georgia Southern, I also would have them going one and two. Oh, this is a brutal schedule, dude. Jesus. And then it's at yeah, South it Alabama and Arkansas State to end the season. This is a brutal schedule. This stretch of 
So they get at NC State, at Georgia State, James Madison, at Coastal, at App State, Georgia Southern, at South Alabama. Brutal last half of the season. Yeah. Shit, am I going to be wondering what the future to this bad boy? What Bet Online has it straight up minus 115 on either side, seven, no hook. Go ahead. I'm going to play the under there. I'm going to play Meat potatoes there. minus 115. Yeah, I'm going to play that under. What'd you get it at? Minus 115 at seven. All right. I'm, I'm intrigued. I mean, if I could see like a six and a half plus money, I might even dabble on that. I'm intrigued. He's raised his level from passing to intrigued. That's all I need to fire off. Up next, Old Dominion. Win total set at three and a half, minus 155 on the over, plus 125 on the under. They are plus 2,500 to win the Sun Belt this year. Returning a whopping 25, four offensive and three defensive starters. Quarterbacks, all three from last year's team are gone. They're adding Grant Wilson from Fordham, who transferred in after the spring game. So let's just put this in perspective. All three were gone. The spring game was so bad, you had to add someone from Fordham. (laughs) Just let that sink in for a little bit before you go to bet this team. God, ODU sucks. Wow. Running back room. Top running back Blake Watson is gone. It's looking like Callaway from junior college is going to be the starter. Wide receiver. Their best wide receiver transferred, and their best tight end is playing in the NFL. So the pressure is on Harvey to emerge as a number one threat, but I just don't see it that they have the playmaking that they're that's leaving the room. Offensive line this unit struggled last season. I think they may be worse than – that group last season. They're losing all conference right tackle, their their left tackle and their left guard. I think this unit's going to struggle a ton. Defensive line, they're losing four key players, but are returning Epps and Lowry, who with transfer Taylor from UNC could make this unit better than last season's. Linebacker room, this will be the strength of the defense as their best player, Jason Henderson, who is first team all conference and second team all American is back, along with Stevens, who is transferring in from Duke. DB is this unit will struggle all top. Sorry. Their top three are gone and the top tackler returning has a whopping 23 tackles from last season. If the defensive line can't get to the quarterback, it's even going to be a more brutal season for this group. Special teams are losing their long snapper, but returning everyone else. This team has a brutal stride roll. And their offense and defense have gotten worse. I have six periods. What could go wrong? That's my note. Nothing. Nothing will go wrong, but also nothing will go wrong. Everything will go according to plan, and they will just have a bad year. That's the ODU I look forward to. There's, I mean, they're not even like a top-tier trucking company anymore at this point. No, they're like a third tier. I mean, my memory about ODU is this. I was at my buddy. I was in his. I was in his wedding. They're having a party that night when ODU played Virginia Tech. Oh wow! Okay. And so here's me being the asshole, freaking live streaming ODU Virginia <laughs> Tech on my phone during this freaking 
party with everyone on the wedding party because I was invested in the ODU money line plus the and plus the points. I love it. Which hit? No big deal. Whatever. I love that. Let's get to the season, boys. At Virginia Tech to start the season. Revenge loss. spot loss. <laughs> loss. Yeah. Does do any uh, Virginia Tech coaches get trapped in the elevators at any point during this game? Is my question. Ooh, if that's a prop bet, I might take it. Let's see if that they have a fun. lineup. Let's see if they have a lineup. Uh, Louisiana at home. L loss. All right. So real quick, Virginia Tech. How ODU? Guess that line. Uh, Virginia Tech minus seven and a half. Eight and a half, ten and a half. I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say off. Ten and a half. No line. They just took it off. Ten and a half. Thirteen and a half. I was well. I mean, I didn't go over. I said zero. So thirteen and a half. Interesting. Louisiana at home loss. Wake Forest at home. I'm also calling that a loss. Loss. Texas A&M Commerce. It's home. I'm gonna call that a win, guys. I think this is the win. I got my one. Luis Perez's cousin is is there. It might be trouble. It might be. At Marshall and at Southern Miss back-to-back before the bye week. I'm going to call that uh, low losses. I'm, I'm going to say uh, Brett Favre retribution. They get the win at Southern Miss. Uh, that would be very funny. Off the bye week, it's App State at home. Call that a loss. I'm going to call that a loss as well. At JMU, I'm also going to give them a loss there. Just don't yeah, like that's a big old. Ale burger. Coastal Carolina. Loss. Schedule sucks. Loss, yeah. Uh, at Liberty, at Georgia Southern, and then Georgia State to end the season. I'm gonna I mean, I want to game. I have them at one win. I also have them at one win. Okay, so uh, figure. So figure. Okay, so figure one of these games, have it be Georgia State, uh, Louisiana. Maybe they catch App State or Coastal in a sleep spot. Maybe they, they, they'll they get one. But, I mean, realistically, their over-under is at three and a half. Where, where are four wins on this? Also, it's plus 125 on the under. Yeah, I, I'm all over that. Yeah, give me that under. Give me that under every day of the week. Boom. Up next, Arkansas State. Baby, win total is set at four and a half, minus 120 on the over. Minus one ten on the under. They are plus five thousand to win the conference. Returning forty six, five offensive and six defensive starters. Another team at the quarterback position with some questions. As JT Scout from Colorado is going to start, or is it going to be redshirt freshman X Daly? Running backs. This unit should be as good as last year's if Brian Sneed can stay healthy. They have him and Zach Wallace from UT Martin, who was first team Ohio Valley. Wide receivers, they're losing their top two from last year, but Rucker is transferring back after playing a year at South Carolina. But is he really going to be that chain mover for them? I don't think so. So they really don't have a dominant number one. Offensive line, this unit struggled last season. They're returning only two starters who have 29 career starts. But they're getting transfers from Old Miss and Lamar to round out the starting group. I think with how bad the offensive line was last year, I think it would be better, but that's not saying much. Defensive line, they're losing their top guy, but but they are returning everyone else and added some good transfers. Unit will probably be on the same level. Linebackers returning two starters, adding a transfer from Kansas, and 
Wilkes will have a bigger role, and the coaching staff is very high on him. This unit should be better than last season's. DB is there losing one starter and adding Stokes from Coastal Carolina and Dante Thompson from Incarcerated Ward. So I think this unit will be just as good as last year's, if not a little bit better. Special teams. They had a top 10. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so, I can't that, that might be my favorite Uncle Rico. Uh, yeah, incarcerated word might be my favorite mm-hmm. Uncle, Uncle Ricoism of all time. That's great, dude. Don't be embarrassed. Um, that was beautiful. You just made magic. Their second team, uh, second year in a row, they've had a last two seasons, they've had top 10 special teams unit. Only losing their kick returner, I think it will be just as good. Former CMU great Butch Jones is in charge. It's year three, and this is when I look to take a program, when their coach is in the year three. But it's losing all the firepower on the offensive side of the ball, and I don't think their defense is good enough to carry them to any wins. I want nothing to do with them. I also don't know if I trust Butch Jones at all. Oof. Hard to trust a man who still has a flat top. Yeah. Let's get into the schedule. They start off at Oklahoma. <laughs> you know what? I think that's going to be a loss. Dude. Probably <laughs> I think that's, I think it's <laughs> yeah. a loss. <laughs> Might have their hands full there. I Memphis those at home right after that. Good. Memphis is good, guys. Memphis is really good. Yeah, that's yeah. a loss. That's, that's a loss. Stony Brook, actually. Wait, you know what? No, I'm giving them the win at Memphis. Like no, Memphis. The, it's Memphis the, at Arkansas State. Oh, even better. They have to come to Jones Boogie Rock and saw. Oh, <laughs> get ready to ride the Rock and Railroad, my friends. Stony Brook afterwards. <sighs> Stony yeah. beat. Southern Miss? Give him a win. I'm going to give him a win, too. That's a loss, dude. Give him a win. They're not playing in the in the volleyball center, you know? Is Uncle Rico going to be high on Southern Miss? Potentially. Oh. At UMass and at Troy back-to-back. I think uh, they beat UMass, lose to Troy. Yeah, same. I think they can beat UMass. Yeah, I'll go one and one off the bye, they get Coastal at home for homecoming. Give them the dub. Give them the dub. You know what? I gave boogie. him a loss earlier. I'm no. going to give him a loss. At ULM, dub. Yeah. Yeah. Louisiana at home, that's a loss. At South Alabama. Late season. Late season, they might be trying to get close to bull eligible. I'm going to give them the win against... Louisiana, the Cajuns? The lo- yeah, I'm gonna give them the win against the Cajuns, the loss against uh, South Alabama. I'm gonna give them the loss for both of them. Texas State at home and at Marshall. One and one. Uh, I'm gonna I think they, yeah, I think they go one and one. So I got them at one, two, three, four, five. I got them at six. That's right. That. That means the Jones Boogie brings the party to you, bowl destination. Get got, get fired it. up, Frisco, Texas. It's, it's minus 120, though, on the over. Right. I, I lean on there, but I'm passing. Yeah, I'm, I'm passing on this one, not touching that at all. Up next, your Louisiana Raging Cajuns. Win total is set at 6.5, minus 120 on the over. Plus 140 on the under 11 to 1, plus 1100 to win the conference. Returning 41, six offensive, three defensive scars. Quarterback, look, I'm not really sure what's going on here. Woodridge started last season with Torres ACL. Then Fields took over, started the rest of the year. But then in the spring game, they had Zion Chris took over first team reps. 
So I have no idea what's going on because all three of them are there. Running back room. They're returning three of their top four, but the lone person leading was their top rusher. Going to be very hard to top his production. Wide receivers, four of their top seven are gone along with their wide receiver one. So real uncertain who the chain mover is going to be. Offensive line was great last year, only allowing 24, 24 sacks. And their second best player is back as well. They as as well with only 55 starts. I think this unit will be just as good as last year, but I'm a little worried about them losing their center defensive line. Anytime a defensive line loses their top guy, I'm worried, but that's what's happening. Oh, sorry. And that's what's happening here. Hill green is gone. That's a huge blow to a D line that only gave up 142 yards of rushing a game. They're losing some key backups. It will hurt some depth. I think this unit will struggle. DB is this unit is taking a blow as their best player is gone along with Montcleef, who is an all and all conference player, Andre Jones. They're losing a lot of talent here. This unit's going to take a step backwards. DB is this unit is taking some blows too, as they're losing first team, all conference safety and a cornerback. Then after the spring game, their other safety and cornerback decided to hit the portal. So they have zero returning starters. What could go wrong there? Special teams, they're losing everyone, but their kicker, it will take a step backwards. Overall, they aren't returning much questions at the quarterback position and the deep and the defense looks bad. Plus they have South Alabama and Troy on the road this season. I want to take the under, but I'm going to pass. Let's get into this schedule. Shall we Northwestern state to start the season? What's a dub. Call me crazy. Give me that dub. Uh, at okay. ODU and at UAB back to back. I give them. I go one and one. Lost at UAB. See, here's my thing. I think UAB is going to suck this year. I don't you trust Trent Dilfer. I don't. They all don't... doubted Trent Dilfer <laughs> back back in the Super Bowl. Uh, you know, I, I think I think that's two and zero. Oh. I think I'm kind of I'm kind of with Uncle Rico here. I think they're two and zero oh here. Yeah. Buffalo at home. I think that's a loss. I think Buffalo is going to be good this year. Yeah, I'm going to lean the Mac too. You know what? Let's go Mac action. At Minnesota. That's a loss. L. Yeah. Roll the boat, boys. Texas State before the bye week. Loss. Dub. No, that's, that's a win. Good. Sorry. That's a win. Say dub. Off the bye week, they get Georgia State for homecoming. That's a loss. I think. Yeah. Yeah, it's probably a loss. Georgia and an S. At South Alabama, at Arkansas State. Uh, loss, I loss. I gave him the win at Arkansas State, so I'm going to stay consistent here. Uh, give me one and one. Uh, Southern Miss at home. It's a loss. I'm going to say dub. Dub. At Troy and then ULM. Uh, I think they beat ULM. One and one. I think they beat ULM, yeah. I think I got him at five. I got him at five on the dot. Ooh, that under is plus 140. Under six and a half. I got him at six. It is the funnest belt. I got him at six. I'm going to play the under. I have more confidence in them going like five wins or four wins rather than seven. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hit the trigger on that over. I'm sorry, on the under. Give it to me. I'm with you. Price is too good. I, that's where I lean. Just leaning for now? Yeah, lean, no investment. 
South Alabama's up next. Win total set at seven and a half, minus 150 on the over, plus 120 on the under, plus 250 to win. They are your favorite to win the Sun Belt this year. You know what, dude? Jim, there are some teams we took stands on last year, and our, our baby Jaguars were one of them. We were and right. I, they were good. They're returning 76. <laughs> Nine starters, offensive and defensive. Desmond Trotter is back, fourth team all conference, set multiple records at South Alabama, another good season. Webb is back. He had a hard time staying healthy last season and was still setting team records. He's in line for another huge season. Wide receiver. The only starter they're losing is Jalen Wayne, but he's going to be replaced by Ivory from Memphis. Crazy to think you can lose a second team all conference player and the positional group's going to be better than last year's. Offensive line, they have four starters returning, multiple transfers coming in from the SEC. This unit's going to be solid. Defensive line, they're losing one starter and one backup. This unit has talent and depth, one of the better units in the conference. Linebackers are returning four of their top six, and one of them is Banks, who is all-conference and honorable mention All-American. DBs, they're losing third-team all-conference, Daryl Luter, which is a blow, but they have four back with starters experience. Slightly worse than last year's. Special teams. This was ranked the 25th best special teams unit in the country, and they're returning everyone. Most talented team on the conference on paper. But, I mean, you just kind of look at it. You got to figure that game on that Thursday night game against Troy, that's going to be. It's going to be everything. That's going to be who goes to it. That's going to be who goes to it. So you got to kind of look. So if we look at the schedule, you know, they have Louisiana, you know, they're at home right before that game. And who's Troy got? It's sandwiched between Texas State and ULM. Yeah, I don't know. I This this team is deep, man. This team is deep and good. Uh Tough to kind of find a team that can overtake them. I just I love, I love this team so much this year. I think they get it over on Troy. Let's just get into the schedule. But I think like going ahead, I think they get it over on Troy in the revenge spot. So they start the season at Tulane. You know what? I'm down on Tulane this year. I think that's a win. No, I think it could be, but I'm going to go with Tulane here at home. I'm yeah, gonna call that a fight squid billies. The, just the way mm-hmm. they kept that that two lane. All right, we, we'll go. We'll talk about two lane. We'll get into two lane on that episode. Guess that line. Uh, two lane minus three and a half. Two lane minus seventeen oh, and a half. Seven. 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 That's ten but too few. Like two lane. Spears ain't walking through that door, man. Spears is gone. They lost a lot, dude. I they, trust Brits. They have the benefit of being in like one of the most talent-rich cities in the country. Like I don't know, man. I I really I really like this team. I it's it plus their their logo looks like the Adult Swim cartoon, the Squidbillies. We'll get into Tulane later. It's hard not to root for them. Um, I'm gonna call it a loss. I'm for gonna them. call it a win. I'm gonna take a win. Southeastern Louisiana, right after that. I'm going to call that one. 
at Oklahoma State. I Lost. think they're live, but I think they're going to lose. I also think they're live because this is a classic Oklahoma State early season loss. Uh, I'm going to call it a loss, though. Uh, Central Michigan at home. Win. I know on the gymnasium we called this a loss for uh, for USA Chase, but I, I I think I favor USA versus the chips. I'm going to go uh, uh, fire up damn chips. It's hard for me. I really like USA. I'm with you. You've got me on the you you've you got me on to UTSA. You've gotten me on to USA. Uh, but at some point we we got to diverge. I'm going fire up damn chips at JMU and at ULM back to back before the bye week. I think they're two and zero. I think they're two and zero. So right now we I have them at one loss. I have one, two, I have at five and one. I got them at two losses right now. Off the bye week, they get Southern Miss at home and Louisiana at home. I think that's two, two wins. That's two. Yeah. Seven. At Troy. I'm gonna give it to Troy. I'm gonna give it to USA, USA but I think different. I think between Louisiana and Troy, they go one and one. I think they're gonna win at that. I think they'll win that game. And then Arkansas State, Marshall, and at Texas State to end the season. 3-0, man. They could easily go 3-0 there. Yeah, I think this team is like doesn't potentially doesn't lose a game after the bye. Yeah. So obviously we're all on the over, but it's minus 150. So that's a pass. But I think they're 10-2. That's a pass. We look to take them when they play Troy. And we yeah, fade probably. them when they and if they beat Troy, we fade them when they play Arkansas State. And I might fade them against Louisiana. And I'm going to fade them when they play Southern Miss. You are just really on Southern Miss. Let's get into Southern Miss. Just roll right into that. Win total is set at five and a half, plus 120 on the over, minus 150 on the under. They are plus 2,500 to win the Sun Belt this year. Returning 33, nine offensive and six defensive starters. Every quarterback from last year's team is out. But – they're adding Billy Wise from Clemson and Holm Edwards from Houston. It's an open comp for the starters position. From what I read, from what I'm reading, Edwards will be the starter. They'll also use Gore as a wildcat as they've done before. Speaking of Frank Gore Jr., I think we need to look into Southern Misses, like whatever. What what's the the pay program? I'm spacing NIL. Then I know are they able to keep Frank Gore Jr.? Like literally, how the hell are they able to keep where where is this money coming from? Dude, um, it's it's the city of Hattiesburg presented by Frank Gore Jr. at this point. I gotta <laughs> think. I mean, dude, he's a fucking dog. I mean, they were winning games yeah, with the quarterback, dude. He's I love him so much. Wide receiver, six of their top seven return, need some consistency from the quarterback position, which I think they're gonna get. Um if Edwards can pop, I think this group is going to take a huge step forward. Offensive line, this unit should improve greatly from last season. They have four starters returning. Barnes will be the fifth starter. He started five games as a freshman last season. Defensive line, all three stars are back for Southern Miss, but they did lose um, Kwan, who is their third down pass rusher. He had 10 sacks last year. Just played third down. That was it. He's gone. They need, need to be able to wreck with that pass rushing ability. They're losing three stars in the linebacker room and Newsom and Clemens factor on having, sorry, we're losing three starters, but Newsom and Clemens factor on having a bigger role. If they can produce this unit's going to be good. DB is they only have one starter returning in Stanley, 
but he was a second team all conference and they're in three transfers from the sec so i think this unit's going to be better special teams they're losing their on all conference punter and kicker this unit was 20th in the country last season i think it's going to take a huge step backwards i love taking teams when a coach is in their third year and that is why i'm doing here this is going to be the best quarterback that he's had you have frank gore back and this is going to be the best offensive line that they've had in years they brought in some group power five guys on defense to plug the holes I'm seeing over five and a half wins at plus 135, and I absolutely love it. Was it two years ago or three years ago this team tried to get, like, Art Browns on the offensive staff? Damn, dude. I mean, you got to stop living in the past, bro. I always live in the past. I'm a Nebraska Cornhuskers fan. Jim, you got you got to start stop living in the past. The lack the lack of uh, welfare money for the state of uh, Mississippi, brought to you by and Frank Gore and Brett Favre. I, I love Frank Gore Jr. so much. I'm kind of with Eric that I'm a little high on this team, not nearly as high as him. Let's get to the schedule. Alcorn State to start off win. Surprising, it's it's a surprising dub for the boys of Southern Miss at Florida State though. After that, unfortunately. Yeah, call that a loss. Uh, Tulane. I'm going to call it a loss. L. Ale. Ale. <sighs> what are you doing there, Eric? What are you doing? What are you doing? I'm a little down on Tulane, but you know what? I'll, I'll give Southern Miss the L. At Arkansas State after that. I, I think that's a win. I gave him an L. Texas State at home. That's a win. ODU yeah. at home for homecoming. Win. That's a win. Win. By week at South Alabama. That's a loss. 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 At App State. I think that's a win. Loss. I think that's I a, think a loss. loss. Yeah. ULM at home. W, yeah, baby. That's a win. At the Razor Cajun Magic. That's a win. I think that's. I'm going to give him an L. I got one and one there. At Mississippi State and then Troy at home. I that's think they go loss. 0 3 to end the season. I got him at seven wins. I got him at one, two, three. I got him at four. That's no respect. No respect for my Eagles. I got him at four. No respect for my Eagles. If you have Frank Gore, do you really need stability at the quarterback? Like, can't they just be like, Frank, little Frank? That's what they basically did last year. Last year they made a bowl, like, and it was just like, okay, Frank, just do it. Yeah, but they I think if they take him out, if they don't put him in for a quarterback for doing everything, they're going to be worse. But you now have a quarterback that can actually do something. Yeah, but it's not Frank Gore Jr. You're yeah. taking the ball out of his hands more often than not now. I'm telling yeah, you, man. His dad went to the U. This team's going to be good, man. Uh, Eric, if the, this might be my bet for like, if the, are you going to put a future on them to win the Sun Belt? Uh, no. Okay. I, they, they just. No, they okay. can't compete with you. We need but, we need to we need sounds, to redo. Sounds like, sounds like no cat food will be be. No, no, we need here. to we need to like find the bet that will be the uh, the key lime pie bet of last year. Okay, we, we need right. to find the one. We need to find the one. It's not this one, Jim. You're getting no. older. I'm worried about you consuming all this like cholesterol. It's not going to be food this year, shit. Chase. My bet this year is I'm getting my chest waxed. Jesus. Okay. Okay. 
You're burly. Yeah, I'm getting I like all it. this waxed. Okay. Yeah. Twink it up there, Daddy Bear. That's that's for the video patrons of the show. Up next, we have Texas State. Win total uh, set at four and a half. Uh, plus. Oh wait, I skipped right over South Alabama. Like a fool. Like a fool. I apologize. Oh, we already. No, did I didn't. Some. I did. Yeah, it's yeah. Texas State. I don't know what the. I'm all fucked Texas up. Texas State is proof that maybe there's just not enough talent to go around every college uh, in Texas. Four and a half, plus 140 on the over, minus 170 on the under. They are plus 6,000 to win the conference. Returning 39, seven offensive, four defensive starters. Quarterback will have an upgrade as they're adding two transfers. TJ Finley from Auburn and Malik Hornsby from Arkansas. It's looking like Hornsby is going to be the day one starter. Running backs, they have four coming back, plus two. Highly tra- highly touted transfers coming in. The coach likes to run the ball. I think Hill is going to be the bell cow. Three other top five are back, plus you have seven transfers coming in. This unit's going to be more explosive because of the huge upgrade of the quarterback position. Offensive line, they're losing four starters, one of which was second-team all-conference right guard. The lone returning starter has 11 career starts. But they're adding five transfers from UIW, so this unit's going to be more experienced than people realize. Defensive line, they're losing three starters, a key bench player from last year's team, but they're adding seven transfers that will beef up the group quite a bit. Linebackers, this unit will be taking a huge step backwards or they're losing pretty much everyone. Brian Holloway will have a lot of pressure on him to produce. BBs, even though this unit is losing two starters and two backups, they will be better than last year's unit as they're adding four power five transfers and one from UIW. Special teams, they're losing their all-time leading kicker in school history. This unit's going to take a huge step backwards. Overall, look, I have no clue what to think of this team. They're bringing in a ton. Offense will be fun. Last year, UIW averaged 52 points per game. I'm going to have to watch a couple games before I see what's going to happen. Is this offense that this, they ran at a tier at a, at a level below going to equate to the highest level of collegiate football? I don't know. I'm just going to sit back, see what happens. It's not a bad way to approach it. Let's just get into the schedule. This we are, this is Texas state at Baylor at UTSA to start off. I'm going to say, Oh, and two, I'm also going to say, Oh, and two Jackson state. I'm going to say that's a win. Call me crazy. I'm I'll give him the win there, too. Dion ain't coming out those doors. Nevada at home. Winnable. L. Winnable, but I'm going to call it an L, but that is winnable. At Southern Miss and at Louisiana. I'm going to go 0-2. 0-2 also. ULM at home. I'm going to give ULM the win. Damn it. I think it's at that point. I think the I, I think Texas State will get the win. I'm gonna give it Texas State just because they're at home. If this is the swaps, I'd give ULM the win. I'm gonna give this one to Texas State though. Off the bye week, they get Troy. Loss. Loss. Georgia Southern. Loss. loss. At Coastal at Arkansas State. Loss, loss. And then yeah. USA, South Alabama to end the season. I don't think they win a game after the bye. I don't. I haven't met two wins. I also have them at a generous – I feel like that's a generous two wins. Yeah, so you should pour your face off that bye week. Yeah, you should. You should just go ham. Anybody touching the plus 6,000 for the conference future? Yeah, yeah, no. Yeah. 
Second longest odds, I believe, to, to win the conference. Up next, Troy, the Fighting Men of Troy. Win total is eight and a half. Minus 105 on the over, minus 125 on the under. They are plus 300 to win. Uh, returning, returning 37, six offensive, six defensive starters. Watson is back, but when you look at his TD to INT ratio, he had 1.16 to 1. That's not good. That's not good. Turnover. He's not athletic. He turns the ball over a lot. Yeah, it's kind of a hole in the offense. Running back room, Vidal is back after rushing for over 1,100 yards. They're adding Martin, who played for Memphis, and Auburn, who's a good pass catcher out of the backfield. Pretty decent unit. Wide receivers losing their top two, which is a huge blow, but they're adding Chris Lewis from Kentucky and Parker from Woodford, which will help, but losing their top Top two, who has the relationship with Watson. I think this unit's going to have a little bit of a blow. Offensive line, they're losing their left tackle and their seno, both of who were all conference players. Only two starters return, but they're adding two transfers from East Tennessee State and Oklahoma State. This unit is going to take a step backwards. Defensive line, they are losing their first-team all-conference player and a key rotational player. Jackson, who is first-team all-conference, is back, but he's moving to defensive tackle. They're adding transfers from Louisville and the sack leading sack, the person who had the most sacks in Juco last season. But I think this unit is going to struggle to create havoc. Linebackers, this unit is going to take a huge blow at the leading conference, their leading tackler and conference player of the year. Carlton Martell is gone, um, which is a huge blow to them. DBs, seven other top eight are back, will be the strength of the unit. Special teams are losing their punter and their kicker. It's an open competition, which means they have nobody. Overall, they are losing a lot, and I really want to take this under eight and a half. But the more I look at the schedule, I just don't see four losses on it with how the schedule plays out. I don't think this team is going to be that good compared to last year. Uh, Yeah, I'm kind of with Eric. I just – it all came down to their defense, I feel, last year, and I don't think their defense is going to be nearly as good. My I just really like Troy. saying the fighting men of Troy. So, but that's that's kind of my big thing. But I think these are all good points that I need to take into consideration. Let's get into the schedule. Stephen F. Austin to start the season. Lost. Winner. Win. At K State. Loss. L. Now. I'm going to call it an L, but this is also a classic K-State like early season flub to a team. That yeah, way trap there. game. Yeah, yeah. yeah. They, you think Troy covers there? I'm, I'm, I like it. I, like I, think, I think Troy covers. JMU at home. I think that's a win. Uh, I think it's a loss. I think it's a win. I'm sorry. Western Kentucky up next. I think that's a loss. I'm going to give him the win. I'm going to give him the win too. At Georgia State. I mean, that's a loss. Win. Arkansas State. I'm gonna three. I'm gonna give. I'm gonna say two and one there. God. Yeah, I'm gonna say they beat Georgia State. Beat Arkansas State at Army. Yeah, I think it's a win. Bye week, and then it is at Texas State. That's a win. South Alabama at home. 
I, I think they lose that. I think they lose that. Sorry, I think that's a loss. I mean, at ULM and then Louisiana and at Southern Miss to end the season. That's pretty brutal, but I give them the win at Southern Miss. 0 and 12. Here's the thing. I think there's two and one there. The thing we need to remember is hypothetically they lose to Southern Alabama. Southern Alabama's locked in. Southern Alabama's a game up. That you know what I mean? Like they own the tiebreaker. They could easily lose that last game. They could. Yeah. I have them at a generous, I'm gonna call it nine wins. I don't want to touch the total though. Because I'm very yeah, generous with eight, my nine. Eight and a half. Is that what it is? That is eight and a half. Minus one oh five on the over, minus one twenty. You gotta give me play over. for for me, because I mean the Sunbelt teams, for one, they have to win all of their non conference like they need to win a, a couple of their non conference games and they have to go to places like fucking K State. Um and then it's a tough conference. I mean it's the Sunbelt, it's wild, it's it's the yep. Max South. So yeah, I'm with you. Last team, we saved the best ones for last, boys. We saved the cream of the crop. It is ULM. Win total is three and a half, plus 135 on the over, minus 165 on the under. They are your longest shot to win the Mountain West. Guess those odds, boys. 100 to 1. 60 to 1. Eric was right. 100 to 1, plus 10,000 for ULM. Woo. Uh, returning 32. Five and five, five offensive, five defensive. Wright is taking over for Chandler Rogers, who's transferring to North Texas. Running backs, they're losing their top two from last year's team, but they're getting a huge upgrade as they're adding Martin. Sorry, Franklin from Miami and Woodlord from Old Miss. Bigger bats fit, fit the system better. Howell is back, and he's a clear-cut number one rod receiver. He set records last year. He was second-team all-conference. But there's a huge drop off to the number two guy. O line, they lost their entire left side of their O line to the portal. But Wilkes is coming in to take over at left tackle. And Bowden says this is the best unit he has got. But I'll be honest, I don't think it's the best one. I think it's going to be about as good as last year's unit, maybe even slightly worse. Defensive line, they are small, but they're fast. They're losing three key players but adding Huntington from Kent state, which will help. I like the dude in the, the dudes in trenches to be a little bit bigger. They're a little bit too small. I think you're going to be able to run on them. Um, They're returning one starter in the linebacker room, but they're returning, but they're adding Evans from Stephen A. Austin and a key Juco transfer. Again, this unit's going to be undersized as well. We'll struggle against physical teams. DB, six of their top eight are returning, and they're adding transfers from Akron and FIU. This unit will be better than last year's. Special teams, unit was bad. They're losing their punter and their kicker. I think they're going to take a step forward. I like Bowden. I like the OC. But with how much they lost in their schedule, I don't know where they're coming up with four wins here. I've been on their over two years in a row, and two years in a row it's, it's cashed. But I think it's not... The disrespect, it's the no mention of fucking Boogie Knight departing the ULM program. Did you know that Boogie Knight is like Beetlejuice? You don't even have to tag him on Twitter. If you just say the words Boogie Knight, Boogie Knight will show up and like your tweet. I love Boogie Knight. I love Boogie Knight. 
He's a little white jack of all trades. He's shifty. God, he's the best. Um, I hope he gets signed on somewhere. Uh, it's sad that he's gone. Um, I'm just gonna take the ULM over here because the tradition. I mean, two and zero. Why, why mess with the good thing? Let's get into this schedule. Army to start off the season. Give him the dub. You want? Know I'm gonna give him a dub. I'm gonna give him an L. Lamar. Yeah, that's probably more that. logical. <laughs> you know what? The best time to get a team like Army is to start off, though. You have a whole offseason to prepare for it. No, yeah, that's true. And they're all, like, worried about war and shit, you know? Exactly. Lamar at home after that. Dub. Give him a dub. Uh, you know what? Call me crazy. I think they're going to win. At Texas A&M. Cool. Their greatest dub. <laughs> no, probably loss. I'm going to that a loss. Uh, by a week and then App State at home, I'm going to call that a loss. I'm yeah. going to say that's a loss. South Alabama? Call Hell. me crazy. But I think these Jaguars are pretty good. At Texas State? I gave it a loss. Win. At Georgia Southern? Loss. I'm going to say that's a loss. <sighs> They're playing against two teams. How are they supposed to win? It's fair. Arkansas State at home? Loss. I'm gonna give them the win because I want to hit the over. At Southern Miss, win. Loss. Troy, it's a loss. Loss. At Ole Miss, loss. loss. And then at Louisiana. Yeah, I heard that Kiffin guy's pretty good. I heard that Lane Kiffin guy's pretty good. I got him uh, at two wins, boys. I got him at two wins too. I've man. got, I've got him at like six, I think. <laughs> Just blind bet. Yeah, I'm, God, the total that. I'm, I'm looking at bet online and I can't find their I can find their conference odds, but I can't find their I had to go. Anymore. Sorry. So oh, caveat, I had to go to a different website for ULM's total specifically. Bet they weren't MGM, even offering it. They were not they do not have ULM at Bet Online. The so, disrespect. Bet MGM has it listed at plus one thirty five, I believe. For the over? Yeah. Yeah, mark me down. I'm not exactly. Yeah, I don't know why they don't have ULM listed over on the, the O line. Eric, you need to give Dave a call. Do I need to get Davey on the phone? You need to get old Davey on the phone. That'll do it for the uh, the win totals. Let's round Robin this. Eric, did you take any win totals in the Sun Belt? Uh, Southern. Just Miss. Southern Miss. Over. Chase, what about you? I've got a couple here. Um, some fun ones too. Uh, the first one's going to be the under on ODU plus one twenty-five. Uh, I'm going to take the under on Louisiana Lafayette plus one forty, and I'm going to take well the I can't mark it down, but the the ULM over that you found. Yeah, I'm taking the under on Coastal Carolina plus one hundred five under seven and a half. I am taking the under on Marshall under seven minus one fifteen. Uh, just like Chase, the under three and a half for ODU at plus one twenty five. I'm taking the under for Louisiana is under six and a half plus one forty. And that is all I'm touching for win totals. Anybody taking any conference futures? No. I think it would make sense to concede USA for that division. And if you're going to play the totals. Play some play some oddballs out of the other one. Uh, who knows? You could get. A, I took. You know, surprise I took. A, win. I took Georgia Southern at fourteen to one. 
I'm going to sprinkle, I'm going to spread out a couple, uh, you know, a unit across Appalachian State, Georgia State, and Georgia Southern. I took Georgia Southern plus 1,400. They are my pick. They are my long shot. Two questions. What is the line between Army and Louisiana Monroe week one? Army minus 14 and a half. I'm going to say Army minus three and a half. Seven. And a half. We got it surrounded. And, yes, we did. What was Louisiana Monroe's only appearance in a bowl game? I have no idea. Uh, let's see. That had to be the year that they beat Arkansas. Uh, that had to be, I'm going to say the Gasparilla Bowl. The year. Camellia. Was 2012. Yeah, it was the year they beat Arkansas. And they went to the Independence Bowl. They were laying seven against Ohio, and they lost 45 to 14. <laughs> <laughs> Crazy things happen in the uh, in the Independence Bowl there in Shreveport. So. Well, boys, that'll do it for the fun belt. This has been a nice show. Where can the people find you? Chase this time. Chase first. You can always find me being abrasive on Twitter at of Oakland. Uh, check out my podcast because uh, damn it, it's it's Saratoga uh, opening week for horse racing. So check out my horse racing pod, the Notorious OTB, brought to you by the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. I'm always with this big galoot to my stage left, and I'm occasionally with this this suave mother down here at the bottom, Uncle Rico. Down there. Now and then. Eric, where can the people find you? Uh, Friday, my podcast comes out. Check me out that. I'll be on the DRF Sports Betting Show Friday evening. And then my live stream comes out on Tuesday evening. On Tuesdays, it does. I don't know why I did that. I'm going to go now. Uh, you guys know where to find me at XFL Gym everywhere. Uh, obviously the gymnasium with chase every Monday spring fever with this guy, Eric, every Wednesday evening. Uh, it's either like it's in between eight 30 and nine is when we start. It's not, it's not like it's fluid. Okay. It's fluid. But by, by the way, uh, 2012, uh, Louisiana Monroe walks into war, war Memorial stadium in little rock, Arkansas and defeats Arkansas in, uh, in overtime 34, 31, uh, after that point, uh, my family no longer comes to football games to watch with me. They let me watch alone. Oh, I believe that. I believe that. <laughs> Thanks, everyone, for watching. Thank you for listening. We greatly appreciate it. And we'll see you next week for another episode of the College Football 